We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edithburg. To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. Well, morning, everyone. If you're out in the foyer and you sign your kids in, please head back in. We're getting around the Word of God. If you don't know me, I see a few faces I haven't seen before. My name is Cody. Uh, I live up in Ardrossan and we, we travel down to the church here and uh, I'm originally from Queensland so if I say things this morning that sound a little bit different to how you speak down here, that's, that's the problem, that's the issue. Uh, but I'm glad to be down here on a Sunday like today and uh, I wasn't meant to be preaching this morning, I wasn't meant to be bringing around the Word of God. Uh, I got a phone call on Thursday from Ben saying that uh, Ben and Darren were still in isolation and that uh, the guest speaker that was planned for this morning uh, couldn't get over here and could I preach? And and I said yes before I even thought about it. And then I went, I've got two and a half days to come up with a word. And uh, luckily I did. And luckily I'm here uh, to share it this morning. And uh, if I haven't seen you yet, Happy New Year. We're still in that season where you can kind of get away with saying that. Uh, who, just a show of hands, who actually set some sort of New Year's resolution or a goal or something at all? A few people in the room. Um, who, uh, who's actually gone through with the New Year's resolution or anything like that? Again, a few people in the room. Uh, I set a New Year's resolution about three or four years ago that I wouldn't make New Year's resolutions anymore, and I've succeeded every year. So it's, 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 a, it's a win-win for me. Um, you know, this time of year can be many things to many different people. And uh, especially with things that are going on in our society right now, you've got, you've got things that have been in motion for, for, for a decade or years, um, things with different agendas and, and different political things, and, and I won't go into detail. You've also got this virus, which uh, two years ago they told us just before New Year's, oh, this will be gone in 2021. No. Masks won't need to be a thing soon. We're all wearing our masks. Thank you for wearing your, your mask this morning. Um, all these different things that we're told about the new year that don't necessarily come true or, or we get our hopes up about a new year. Uh, the new year can be motivating because it's, it's, a, it's a definite point in time where we can say, well, I've got a new start. I've got another 365 days to do something important. It can be inspiring. It can be a time to think about trying new things or, or moving forward or it can be exciting. There can be hope. It's a chance to reset. Uh, but also on the other end of the scale, walking into a new year can be frightening. There can be doubts, there can be thoughts of, well, what if this is the same as last year? What if this is worse than last year? How do I get through another 365 days of the same thing? What will I face this year? What will be thrown at me? Uh, how, how will the pandemic play out? How will uh, the government right now play out? How will these issues in my society, how will these issues facing my community, how will this all play out in a new year? And so while it can be motivating, it can also be scary. While you can have faith for new things, you can also have doubt that uh, things are going to come to pass. And, and it's this kind of a weird season that we sit in at the beginning of a new year. And, uh, and I'm, not, I'm not one of these people that's always 100% excited about everything all the time. In fact, I tend sometimes to even go the opposite way and almost view the, the, the almost pessimistic side of things. And I often have to throw that onto God and give that to God as soon as it comes along. Uh, and so when I, when I heard that uh, Darren and Ben had symptoms and they tested positive and that I had been around them at some stage in the, in the past, I was like, oh no, what happens now? Do I have to cancel work? Do I have to stay at home for 10 days with my kids and my wife? I mean, that's amazing. I've got three kids, but... Uh, I'd already spent three weeks off over Christmas and then and the thought of another 10 days and pushing back work. And so I was ringing up these clients and, and saying, 
I don't know what to do. I'm not technically a close contact, but do you want me to still paint your house? What's the go? Because I'm, I'm a house painter as my trade. And, uh, and so all these different conversations. And the one thing that came up was, do you have symptoms? And I was like, no, I don't have symptoms. Nothing's going on. They're like, yep, you can come and paint the house. Anyway, the, the Monday morning came around and I turned up to someone's house. And um, if, if you know me better than some, you'll know I have a bit of a chronic cough that appears for about half an hour every morning. And it's, it's, sometimes it's pretty hectic and I've had it for about six or seven years of my life. Anyway, I turned up, I just convinced him on the phone I had no symptoms and I turned up and he said, there's gonna be no one at the house in the morning. Anyway, his wife was there, she's out there talking to me and I'm coughing my lungs out. And I'm thinking, oh no, and I had to explain the situation. You know, when COVID, before COVID started, people used to say, oh, is that a smoker's cough or is that this? And I had to say, you know, it's from my, my childhood asthma and a few other things that I had. Now it's not smoker's cough anymore. It's, do you have COVID? Do you have COVID? And I'm like, no, I don't have COVID. But I tend to, I, I had to reassess the whole season because I thought, what if I'm trapped? What if everything gets pushed out? How is this going to work? And then I went, no, God, you're in this season. You're working through this point right now. And so I defeated that, that outlook of negativity and said, God, you've got something encouraging. And, and little did I know that a week later, God would uh, have me up here preaching. And the thing that, Ed, uh, thing that Ben asked me to preach on, sorry, Ed was my previous pastor up in Queensland that I was sat under for years. And, uh, and so uh, he said, speak on something encouraging. And I thought, what's encouraging right now? And uh, I was on the job site that day when he called me. And uh, this might surprise some who know what the book of Ecclesiastes is about. But the first thing I thought was, I'm going to preach from Ecclesiastes. And if you know what the book of Ecclesiastes is mainly about, it's, it's a pretty morbid kind of almost negative look on what wisdom is. It kind of pulls out all these things that uh, the writings of Solomon had done, the wisdom. And it says, well, this doesn't always work. But at the end of the day, God comes through in every situation. And so my message today is, about, is to encourage you, no matter the outlook for 2022, God has something incredible for you. Uh, God has something incredible in every season, in your physical life, in your spiritual life. Jesus has walked ahead. He's already walked your next year. He's already walked every situation that you're going to face. He has prepared a path and he's there in the midst of it. When you need him most, he is there, even if you can't feel or hear him. Disclaimer before I continue, I'm not saying that 2022 is going to be the best year yet for anyone. No one can make that guarantee. Life happens. Tradies say it a bit different, but life happens. So I'm talking about making the most of every season. As I said, uh, we're going to read from the book of Ecclesiastes in chapter 3, uh, verses 1 through to 11. It says, For everything there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. See, that's the morbidity coming out. A time to plant and a time to harvest. That one's okay. A time to kill and a time to heal. Mm. A time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to cry and a time to laugh. A time to grieve and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to turn away. A time to search and a time to quit searching. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to... Tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What do people really get for all their hard work? That's a good question. I've seen the burden God has placed on all of us, yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. Lord, I just thank you for this message this morning. 
God, I thank you that uh, wherever anyone is at this moment in their life, spiritually, mentally, physically, God, that, uh, that your spirit would be inside them, prompting them, convicting them, uh, giving them courage right now, giving them uh, the ability to, to understand the, the, the wisdom that would come from the words that I speak, Lord, that have come from you. Lord, I thank you that ears would be open to hear today, and I think that you'd, I hope and I pray that you allow me to speak this in confidence. Amen. Do you have a favourite season? Uh, my my mother-in-law's favourite season is definitely not winter. Uh, in fact, it caused her to move uh, up to Queensland and then back. Uh, she moved down with us at the beginning of last year in April, and uh, and then she moves back in. Uh, it was in October. And then she hated the heat even more than she hated the cold. So she's actually back down living in Ardrossan now. Uh, and so she's, I can't share that this afternoon because she'll actually be in the service at Ardrossan. So I've got to share that now. Winter is not her season. It's not her favourite season. But for you, it might be. You might like the cold weather, the warmth near a fire, the ability to sort of sit back and, and have a shorter day. Maybe you prefer to be the beach and, uh, and, and summer's your go. Summer's the, the time when you get out, you get warm. Uh, I definitely prefer the heat. I used to... In Queensland, I used to say to everyone, like, wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be great if the temperatures just stayed about 26 degrees every day, about moderate humidity, about 40%? It'd be the perfect weather all year round. Well, I've just spent like two and a half months in that, and I'm like, I'm rethinking whether that was going to be the perfect weather. Um, because I didn't realise how much I'd miss when things change and, and they're all over the place. And, and, uh, and do you have a preferred season? Do you have a, a less preferred season? For the opposite reasons that I just said, maybe you don't like uh, a certain time of the year because of the heat or the cold or because um, it means everything's dying or everything's growing. Maybe it's weeds in the garden, you can't keep control of them when the rain comes. And so summer when they all die is actually a great time of the year for you. Um, no matter how much you love or hate, hate it, each season is essential for its own reasons. Imagine if you removed one. Imagine if you removed spring, all the farmers wouldn't have a harvest. You have nothing to do. Imagine if you remove summer, the, the year would be long and, and uh, the, the days would be really short and dark and uh, you wouldn't get much done. Every season is essential and it's the same in our spiritual lives. As with the scripture we, we read earlier, we see that, uh, that there's so many different things. He says there's a time for something and there's a time for the opposite. There's a season for one thing and a season for other. And, and he's talking about a lot of physical things, but if you look into it, he's also talking about spiritual things. There's a time in your life where something that God has planted there is to grow and become, become a major uh, thing in your life that takes you forward. But there's also a time when there's something in your life that needs to die. A time when it needs to be cut off and thrown away, even if it's not a bad thing, because God's something better for you. There's, there's, there's a time to, to praise and to laugh. There's a time to, to cry and to mourn. There's a time uh, where it's easy to follow Jesus. Has, has anyone found a time in their life where it's easy to follow Jesus? It's easy to walk through. Like everything just seems amazing. And so like every day you're praising God about everything. And then like always happens in that situation, the opposite happens so quickly and it's hard to praise. It's hard to follow. It's hard to hear God. It's hard to even find meaningfulness when you're reading the word of God. It's it, sometimes it's hard to even open your Bible. Uh, and sometimes uh, there's time for being quiet and still and listening to God. Other times you're to be forceful and take the kingdom by force to, to really pray and to reach out and really say, God, this needs to happen now. There's a time to thrive, but there's also a time to barely survive. 
Uh, I often hear people preaching, and I've got nothing wrong with the people here. You're not supposed to be surviving, you're supposed to be thriving. Uh, I've got nothing wrong with that statement, but from what I've learned in life and from what I know about life, there's a time where barely surviving is all you can do. And that hopefully eventually, with God's grace and, and God's mercy, that'll turn into a time of thriving. And you'll look back and you won't even hate that time. Because if, if you've got the right mindset in every single season, God will come through and do incredible things for you. Each of these is essential in our life, even the toughest of times. I know you want to fast forward, you want to skip it, you want to tag out and give it to someone else, but pushing into God and moving through is key to spiritual success and growth. We go to Romans 5 and we read from verse 3, We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. The truth is, without, without those forces pushing against us, there's no reason to push forward. If, uh, if you're in a race with someone and you know they can't run more than three kilometres per hour, there's no reason for you to run more than three kilometres per hour. That's a, that's a pretty slow run. It's almost a walk. But if you're in a race with someone who's, who's pushing hard, who's, who's is going as fast as they can, you know you've got to put the effort and the time and, and, and you've got to actually get ready for that thing. And in life, you can take one of two paths. We know the type of person who takes the first path. They, uh, they sit back, they never push against anything, they never do much at all. Um, they, everything is not their problem, it's always someone else, it's always an excuse. And then you've got the other side, the people who... They get themselves back up. They fall, but they get themselves back up. And they keep pushing, and they do what they can. And, and most success stories you hear of are people that have come from nothing and turned it into something because they realise what the opposite is of what they've currently got. I heard it once said, oh, sorry, what attributes will this season create in you? The season you're in right now, I, I don't want to assume anyone is in a positive or a negative or maybe you're in the best time of your life you've ever had. Maybe you're in a time of your life that you wish you could just erase. But what is it right now that God can create in you and through you? Who is watching you right now to see how you respond? Who is watching your every move to go, are they Christian or not? Do they actually believe what they're saying? And on that, bad things happen to everyone. It's why the book of Ecclesiastes, if you look below the surface, you find it's actually very encouraging. It actually explains the reason why, like, it doesn't matter whether for the whole life, and this, this might sound negative when it first comes out, it doesn't matter if for your whole life you follow everything God says, something can still go wrong. But the thing is, that happens to all of us. It's encouraging that it's not based on your works, it's not based on how good or bad you've been, but it's in those seasons to trust and know who God is. What attribute right now is he building in your life? And as a Christian, of course, you're going to face deeper valleys than those that don't understand, don't believe, don't follow God. Number one reason, we've got an enemy who wants to push you into that valley, wants to get you away from God's grace, away from what God's got for you. The number two reason is you're actually attempting to do something with your life that's not just for yourself. A lot of people who don't believe in Christ, some, some will have motives uh, that are for others, but a lot, it's a selfish motive, it's a selfish ambition. When you're living in that lifestyle, you don't hit the same valleys because you've got nothing to compare it to. You're kind of just walking through the, the same thing all the time, but as, as a believer, as, as a son or a daughter of God, there's, there's that, that higher calling 
And so, of course, there's going to be times where we don't feel, we don't see, we don't hear, we don't uh, understand where we are, but God's got it. What attributes will God create in this season? Another Bible verse, James 1.12, in the ESV version, it says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. I heard it said once, and I've got to read this right, the teacher is quiet while the student takes the test. I'll let that sink in. The teacher is quiet while the student takes the test. It's not that God wants to put us through seasons of, of, uh, of distress, but when he's pouring knowledge and information and, and, and wisdom and, and, he's, uh, and he's teaching us and he's leading us and he's guiding us, there comes a time when he has to go, okay, are these guys prepared for what, what I can give them? Are they prepared to take the test and to back up uh, these things that have been taught, these things that, have, uh, uh, these things that are... I'll come back to that thought. There are two main types of testing I'm aware of. One is for academic purposes. This grades everyone. It's the testing we all hated in school because it told you exactly where you were. And then there's another testing, and this is the one I did uh, when I was in Bible college. This is the one I did when uh, I was learning my trade. It's all based on competency. And so in that, in that setting, in the competency setting, I was given a test, and if you didn't quite pass it, you got to take it again and you got to pass and you got to take it again until because it wasn't necessarily about placing you where you were on the scale but it's about making sure you're competent to move forward and when God allows us to be tested it's not necessarily him sending the test but it's him allowing us to be tested uh, he, he's he's not checking and grading you based on your faith he's not grading you based on where you've been or how much you read your bible or how much you pray or how many people you've shared the word with he's grading you purely on a, on a basis of, um, of, of whether you're competent to move forward in the things that he's got for you. Uh, I think about it with my kids, and, and every, we've got three now. We've got an almost four-year-old, an almost three-year-old, and, and nine weeks, nine-week-old. And so with our first, with Henry, uh, when he was learning to walk, I was like holding him. I was like, you know, always there trying to make sure he's not falling over, not doing anything. But eventually I just had to let go. I had to let him fall over. Um, the thing is with Henry, because we'd sheltered him for so long, or maybe because he was brilliant, I don't know yet, we'll find out in the future. Uh, one day, uh, he just, he, he hadn't walked unassisted. He came back from daycare one day, he stood up and just walked across the room. And we thought, obviously he's done that at daycare, we were in the daycare, the daycare said no he hadn't. So he defied all odds and just did it perfect the first time. But when it came to our daughter, I didn't hold back. I was like, you, you walk, you fall over, you do whatever you want, because she'd watched. She'd learned how to hold on to things, but now she needs to be tested. She needs to, we need to make sure that she can walk so that she can advance to running, that she can advance to, to one day working and, and, and being a part of society. God does that with the things that he teaches us. Maybe in a previous season, he blessed you with abundance, with finance, with, uh, with the ability to, to give generously. And all of a sudden that's been stripped away from you. For reasons you don't understand, it could be because of health, it could be because of COVID, it could be because of uh, things outside your circumstance. Now's the time to trust what God says when he says, give your finances to me and, and I'll make something of it. It's now a season to go, okay, I've been blessed, but now God can do something. I've been blessed because of my own work. Now I can be blessed because of what God wants to do through me. What test might you be sitting right now that, uh, that, that maybe seems like it's been something against you but it's actually the, the, the thing that might propel you into your future. 
It might be something that's actually allowing you to trust in God like you never have before. Another great thing to hear is seasons don't last forever. Winter might seem like it takes a long time, but eventually it warms up. Eventually it gets brighter. Nighttime doesn't last forever. Every, every morning we wake up and the sun comes up, the dark goes away. Same in your life. Seasons don't last forever. That's a sigh of relief, a breath of fresh life. If, you're in, if you find yourself in a season that's not where you want to be right now. But it's also a warning if you find yourself in a season where God's blessing you and God's doing incredible things for you. Because chances are that season's eventually going to move away and you're going to find yourself in a valley because all of life is ups and downs. It's a wrong perspective to think that uh, our whole life is going to be rosy and, and amazing and everything's going to be brilliant as soon as we get God into our heart. No, now with Jesus, with God on our side, we've just got a way to cope with the ups and downs. We've got a way to step through it. We've got a way to, to comprehend it in a way that most people don't. We've got a, a saviour that stands by our side that loved us before we even loved him, gave his life for us. He cares so deeply that he's there with us in, every midst, in the midst of everything in the moment, in every hill. Seasons don't last forever. Hebrews 13, 16 says, make sure you don't take things for granted and go slack in working for the common good. Share what you have with others. God takes particular pleasure in acts of worship, a different kind of sacrifice that take place in the kitchen, take place in the workplace and on the streets. If you find yourself, whatever season you find yourself in, if we focus on that and bringing Christ to the world, it makes everything bearable. If, if, you, if you're in a situation where, uh, where you, right now you're blessed, Use that blessing to encourage others while you can because who knows around the bend when you're going to need encouragement back from those people. If you've got plenty and you're going through a good time, be a blessing to those that are downtrodden. Worship God with your words and your acts, with everything that you've got. Don't take your season for granted. Seek out God's blessing in every season. Don't be caught up in changing everything so quickly that you miss out on what God is showing you right now. Chances are the best lessons you'll ever learn to trust, to have faith, to have hope. To, uh, the best lessons you'll learn to, to have a long marriage, to have a great family, to raise your kids, they're not going to happen in the good times, they're going to happen in the bad times. They're going to happen in the times where you don't feel like it, where you don't know what's going on, but the things you put in place in that will help propel everything to a long life. We can't see the big picture. At the end of Ecclesiastes there, verse 9 it said what do people really get for their hard work we don't get anything for our hard work besides what god gives us through his grace for our hard work i've seen the burden god has placed on all of us yet god has made everything beautiful for its own time he has planted eternity in the human heart but even so we cannot see the whole scope of god's work you do not know what god is doing in your life right now Spiritually speaking, if you could see who you were a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, you'd look back and if you can remember where you are now, you go, wow, I'm in a totally different place. In the car on the way here this morning, I was talking to my wife and I said, we've been, we've been married for, for almost seven years. We've been together for over eight. And I was like, wow, it felt like that first year of marriage. We didn't even know each other. We didn't even know anything about each other. Like, Imagine going back then now with what we know and how it would come through imagine the hard times where we were working week after week for a paycheck and uh, every dollar was going out of it and I said right now we don't have to live like that because we've come through that and been blessed but it's because of that that we put savings into place and and so if if I if everything did go 
the worst that could happen, if life actually happened and we did get locked down for COVID, I'm not worried about money. I'm more worried about I'm not getting work done for people because I've learned those lessons. God's given me wisdom in the past. We cannot see the big picture. At the end of the day, we walk through all different seasons, but when we walk it through God, we walk it the best we possibly can. Who's better to walk through life with than Jesus? He died, as I said before, he died on the cross before we were born for all our sins and all our failures. That's a pretty big thing for someone that we hadn't, most of us hadn't met until we were either old enough to understand what our parents had taught us or we walked into a church at an old enough age to accept God into our life. And he loved us before all of that. He knows the purposes of our life. He made plans for us. He knows every hair on our head. And so for some of us, it's a lot of hair. For some other people, I shouldn't speak too much because I might be there one day. But he knows every hair that's ever grown on your head. He has more good things to say about you than the grains of sand on the earth. Who better to walk through your season with than Jesus? Who better to walk through this season with than a spirit that guides us, that encourages us, that brings us to a point of, of recognising that life isn't about the little things that happen to us. Life is about this whole journey that Christ has got us on from the point we were born, the point of salvation, to the point that we die and we return to heaven, God's got us. God's walking with you. And so in your season right now, what is it that God is showing you? What is it that you might be missing that he wants to, to test you in, to, to bring to the forefront? What is it in 2022 that you can look back and say, I learnt this year that I haven't learnt before. I've experienced this year that I've never experienced before. Because my prayer isn't that at the end of this year that you'd have the best year you've ever had. Like I said, I can't guarantee you that, but I can, I can pray that at the end of this year you'll have the year where you experience God the most you ever have. If we just stop in every moment and ask God, who are you? What do you want for me right now? What are you teaching? What are you doing? An encouragement out of Ecclesiastes. Who would have thought so? Uh, if I can get the, the band to come up now. Worship is a, is a great place to be. It, uh, I don't know about you, but if, I, if I'm speaking for myself and many people I've talked to, you start worshipping, you start singing, you start lifting your hands up, you start clapping, you start dancing. All of a sudden, it doesn't matter what happened yesterday. It doesn't matter what you're facing tomorrow. It doesn't matter who's standing next to you. It doesn't matter if you can sing properly or if you can't sing properly like me. It doesn't matter if you get the words right or not. It's all about a time between you and God. And we can do this at home and we can do this in the car and and I love turning on, uh, on, you know, on Hillsong or, or one of the other the worship fans. Like, uh, there's so many these days. There's Bethel and Elevation and you know, Planet Shakers and every second church is bringing out an album of some kind. And you sit there and you worship God in a car. But then, and that can be a moment, a moment to reflect, a moment to be with God. But then we come together and we worship together. And God says, where two or three gather in my name, the Spirit is there. And the Spirit is always with you. But there's just this sense of, of tangible spirit, of tangible breakthrough, of tangible uh, uh, the presence of God in a room when we worship. So we're going we're gonna to worship with this last song, uh, uh, the one that was uh, about breakthrough. I, again, I don't know the lyrics. 
I'm really bad at that sort of thing, but I do know in this moment that God can speak to you, that God can do something through you and in you. So why don't we stand to our feet and...